Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special quick fucking edition of the Shiv and Eddie show because guess what? We've got Sunday night football coming on in 30 minutes and uh, we've got the Dallas Cowboys and Tampa Bay Buccaneers about to play and Shiv and I both have money on the line and I have my heart on the line as well uh, because it's another year of the Dallas Cowboys playing and another year I'm probably going to get my heart broken in some game closer to the end of the season. So with that being said, Shiv, let's talk about today and how the games went. Let's talk about today. How about the New York fucking Giants, baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of your chest. Get out of your chest. Go ahead. You know. Say it. Say what you guys say. Daniel Jones was awful today. Um, Saquon Barkley, man, listen. The one, the two things I'll say about this game is Saquon Barkley really was playing for the haters today. Um, and he had 150-some yards, and I hope he can keep it up all season because this is, this is what he can do. Um, Daniel Jones really is bad, and I respect the hell out of the move to go for it. And we almost blew it because we got the... We got them up punt, but it didn't matter. We got it. Came out. The Steelers game today. The Steelers game today was ridiculous. Missed field goal after missed field goal. There was like four missed field goals at the end of that game. Joe Burrow had five fucking turnovers, four picks and one fumble. Um, four picks four, and one fumble. Four picks Jeez. and a fumble. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on them coming off the Super Bowl? I think that was uh, an anomaly character game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did. It, He's had those games where he just implodes. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he threw four picks they and one them. fumble. Uh, and they tied the game. Mm-hmm. They could have won. They basically won the game. You know? Yeah. A couple times basically won the game. Joe Burrow basically did everything he could in the end there. And was honestly, his fourth quarter performance was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So, uh,. As long as they don't turn the ball over five times in the game, I, I think they're fine. Yeah. And I think I would watch out for people overreacting on the Bengals uh, because of this game. This was just a this was a wild west, gunshots everywhere type game. I don't think this is any really reflection of who they are. Yeah, um, Joe Burrow is also early in his career tends to trend towards starting slow. Last year, he did the same thing. Played pretty shitty the first, like, four weeks. And then the Bengals kind of found a rhythm. And then, obviously, they got hot at the right Dude, time. Dude, here's the thing. We agreed on this, I think, last year and on this podcast before. This kid is a savage. Yeah, he's this a dog. Kid, this kid is a dog, man. Like, this guy really – I mean, we you know, we watched him in college. And, like, the mentality, the, just the mentality. You see that type of killer mentality, you, you know that they're probably going to be successful. And I think I think – the fact that he made a Super Bowl last year is number one in accomplishment itself because no one in their right mind thought the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl. So he's got a lot ahead of him. I, I think he'll probably win one in the next five years. Cartier glasses, I won't even peek at you. <laughs> so, so uh, Cartier wash, dude. Um, another game we could talk about is the Raiders-Chargers game. I had the Raiders. Shiv didn't have a pick in that game. I did. I did over. Yeah, okay, over. Okay. okay, so we both took an L that game. But honestly, I think the talk of that game was Derek Carr being fucking awful. Awful, man. He was bad. The, 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 um, the Raiders' defense didn't have a great game, but they played just well enough to give him a chance to stay in the game. The Raiders were in that game pretty much the whole time. The entire know? time, yeah. They were down 11 at the worst. But they still were able to climb he back. Held, just held the ball too long. Held the ball too long, like three separate occasions, threw three picks, um, had a fumble at the end of the game, really just blew it for the Raiders. Honestly, I was 
very pissed because they should honestly have at least covered. Um, but that's what happens in the NFL. It was a wild week. Um, another game that was crazy was the Colts Texans game. Texans were up twenty to three, and uh, little do you know, Matty Ice comes back from behind and uh, they make it a tie game. And even that one was weird because of missed field goals and. The Texans ended up pulling through in that one. Uh, well, actually, no, they didn't. They tied. They tied. They, tied they missed it at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because of the fucking DraftKings promo, I thought the Texans won because it automatically hit hit after the ten point win. But yeah, that game was really ugly, and it's everything we expected of how just uh, these teams are not good. And <laughs> when two ugly teams play each other, you get an ugly game. Yeah. And that's why it ended twenty to twenty. Mm-hmm. Um. What are your thoughts on this game that we're watching right now on the screen? So I like the boys in this game, um, and that's a lot coming from me. But, yeah, you know, I think I've, I have I will say this. I've matured over the past year as a gambler, as a sports fan. I have started to bet on the Cubs more, and that has worked out. Um, I'm going to, you know, open up a bit. I still don't like the Cowboys, and listen, if they lost today, I'd still go to bed with a slight smile on my face. But... <laughs> But I think they can win this game. Uh, everything we talked about Brady in the past, uh, whether he's getting a divorce and all this other stuff, his O-line is out. Um, he's got a banged-up O-line. And I think, quite frankly, it's really out of character to see a guy like this to skip this many much time before the season. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good spot. I think it's a really good spot for the Cowboys to, to, to do something. Yeah. Um, but I- the, the Cowboys have... Uh, uh, troubles of their own on the offensive line, right? They do, yeah. Uh, so Tyron Smith is out most likely almost for the entire year. Uh, I think they'll be able to get him back come playoff time fully healthy, but that's just not a good start. They signed Jason Peters, who is 41 years old, um, to start this week. Off the pre- By the way, free agent. So he signed last week, and he's going to get the start today. So with no time to prepare in the offseason or, or play with the team, he's starting. They're throwing him in there. And then they lost Lyle Collins last year at right tackle, who got fucking destroyed today. Which he made, got which, murdered today. Which made me smile. I know it's TJ Watt. Should have kept reminding me of that. But who, at the end of the day... Who also might have tore his pack today. Yes, yeah. that which is a bad injury. So it, they're hoping it's a partial tear. But just, even I if just, it's a partial tear, he misses half Yeah, Lyle Collins got... Destroyed Dogged. today. Dogged. Like, I think he let up three sacks at least. A lot of former Cowboys did not yeah, perform no. well today. A lot of them did Jerry, not. Jerry was up there, you know, Smiling. In, his, in his little pregame den. And then on his yacht, on, on his, his fucking form. his yacht. He has a, have you seen his yacht? I don't It's doubt. fucking ridiculous. It's where he drafted from COVID year. He was making calls on his yacht, COVID year. That's awesome. Yeah. Fucking telling kids. Yeah, no oh, hey. Why would you care, dude? If COVID was going on, why the fuck would you care? Yeah, no, that's true. You it's probably, just go, I'm just gonna go on my boat and stay there for <laughs> fucking two there. months because <laughs> you can't. Yeah, it's docked. Yeah, exactly. But no, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, Jerry is smiling somewhere because uh, a ton of guys got cooked today. Jadobia Wuzier, cornerback for the Bengals, they took an L. Um, got Jeff Swain for the Titans, he took an L. Who else did I see out there making bad plays? Um, I think that's it. I think it's those three. Greg Zerline, Mr. K. Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg. Yeah, I love it. New York Jets, J-E-T-S, they're back. <laughs> so you're on them. You're on the Cowboys. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good spot. I'm on the Cowboys tonight. I'm always on the Cowboys at heart. There'll be times where I'll pick against them or bet against them because I just think it's a smart play. But, yeah, for the most part, I'm on the Cowboys. Um, other than that, I wanted to give a shout-out to Drew Heinen. Drew is a coworker of mine, former coworker of mine when I worked at Amazon. He hit me up last week uh, because I swiped up on his story and I was just talking shit about the NIU football team. Um, and he basically let me know that he listens to the pod. He asked for a shout out. So here it is. Appreciate the love, Drew. Um, hope everything's going well for you in Oklahoma. And yeah, hit us up anytime. Fuck yeah, Drew. <laughs> um, what else? So tomorrow night we've got, um, who played the Seahawks Broncos, Seahawks Broncos, which is the return game for Russell Wilson. How do you think that one's going to go? Uh, I like Seattle in that game. I'll take the six and a half. If there's a seven, I'm also, you know, obviously going to grab that. Um, I'm really not convinced with this whole story. Uh, I think Russell Wilson's a good quarterback and everything, but um, I would like to see how this works out. I really haven't heard too much. And I know Seattle, you know, this is kind of a tanking year again, but uh, this is just one of those spots. Traditionally, you know, when... Monday night rolls around, especially around early in the season. A lot of recreational gamblers like to uh, try and win all the money they lost uh, back on Monday. And typically books uh, love, love that. And invite the challenge to win all the money that they just lost back. Because weird stuff happens on Monday night. It's just, just... You'll see, you know, and yeah. you know what? Maybe the Broncos come out and absolutely destroy them because I believe they're at home too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I personally am on the Seahawks in this one. I think I'm going to agree with you for all those reasons. Also, I don't know. Anytime a former QB plays their old team, um, as we saw today with yeah, Baker, yeah, it just it never really goes well. One because they had you all last year, so they know your tendencies, and two. You probably are going in there with a little bit more of a chip on your shoulder. Maybe you get a little aggressive in your Okay, let's be process. realistic. Do you think Russell Wilson actually has any hate for any player, like, at all? No, I don't, but he is, you he's know, probably he's like, a hey, competitor. Seattle, he, I love those guys. He, he is, but he's an ultra competitor, right? So you got to keep that in the back of your head, right? He's, he he likes to win. I would consider him to be an ultra competitor. I think I would. I mean, you put, he's been okay, a, but look at who you put in the category of ultra competitor. Are you saying that he's that much of a competitor as, you know, and I'm not even MJ and Kobe, but even lesser to a lesser extent, like like guys like Kevin Garnett. Yeah. You think, you think Kevin Garnett, you think who wanted to win more? Kevin Garnett or Russell Wilson? Probably Kevin. Kevin, but, but I, like that's who I would consider to be an ultra competitor. Yeah. You can still be successful and not be an ultra competitor. I, I think you can also be a, a sh- shitty player and be an ultra competitor, though. Like, I oh, think you could be, like, a Pat Bev. I think you could be a Draymond Green. Those guys are Pat ultra Bev competitors. I, don't, I, don't, right? I think Draymond Green is also. So that, that's my point. Like, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm comparing him. When I say ultra competitor, I'm not saying he's an MJ or Kobe. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, he wants to win. I want to I, I say that I think that word gets thrown around sports media a lot. What? About uh, regular players. A competitor? Like, he's a competitor. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? What what are we talking about here? Like in the literal sense, the word competitor, yes, he is competing in a game. But like if we're talking about what we think we're saying is, you know, they're a dog. Well, 
you know, they're they're good. They're they're not really a dog, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, to yeah. your token on the other side of the point, they, they, I think the word competitor gets thrown around too much. For, instead of just, the the word good is not good enough to say on television. Yeah, it's like okay, I called them good. That's great. It's yeah. a great thirty second television. Yeah, I guess the word competitor juices that up a bit. I don't know. I think uh, I think you're confusing com- ultra competitor with killer. Because killer is a whole different thing. I am associating with that, yeah. Yeah, a kill, killer is, to me, I, I have a differentiation between ultra competitor and killer. So, so you know, it's funny. Like a kill- Tim Grover, Tim Grover in, his, in his book, um, puts people in three buckets, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, it's really bad that I even started this because I forgot what the first one was called. But the second one is called The Closer. Uh, basically, the first, the first one is like, uh, is Dwayne Wade, the mm-hmm. guy who like sets up right yeah uh the second one's like the closer so the closer uh you'll understand what a closer is when you understand what a cleaner is so there's there's a and there's, there's closer and cleaner cleaner is mj kobe mm-hmm. right like at all costs no matter what it takes is winning mm-hmm. winning is the objective nothing stands in the way every obstacle is just another thing to get to your goal uh, a closer is like still a very clutch player, a very clutch person, someone you bring in for when the the time is to shine, but they're not competitive. Like if if the score gets too far out, the closer is shuts down. Yeah. And the the person I would say that's most associated like that that we in today's basketball age is Damian Lillard. Okay. Damian Lillard's a closer, right? Mm. Like we've seen him make Incredible Many shots. Incredible shots. Playoff game shots, right? Mm. Uh, but th- that last part is just not there. Yeah. Right? Mm. Um, when I hear ultra competitor, I think I, I just automatically associate cleaner. Got it. You know? Yeah. That's fair. I, just, I think that's maybe the disconnect. I, I have a differentiation between the two just because I think killer in its own right should be its own little bubble. Like there are very few people in that killer. Yeah, now that you say that, I tend to agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, killer, killer is its own. Like it's, it's, it's so yeah. above it, what you could even fathom ab- being yeah. obsessed mm-hmm. that it's its own category. Yeah, like like just above comprehension. Like these are guys who are elite superstars, play every minute of every quarter with everything that they have. And really, it's true too. And I even thought about this. I was like, if you, if you could just follow what they did for a week mm-hmm. you had a camera view of log view of what their whole day was for a week you would think like with guys like kobe you would think there's no way that he can't that he's not gonna win one yeah but mm-hmm. no one sees that mm-hmm. no one sees the shit behind closed doors so they you know but and i think that thing that too with mj like if you really saw this guy getting up in the gym at four Mm-hmm. And then in the gym at nine, and then at practice at eleven, mm-hmm. and then in the gym after, and then like, and you saw that day in day out, day in day out, like you were his best friend. Mm-hmm. There's no like, there's no fucking way yeah. you would think that they wouldn't win one. Excellent. Yeah. You know. No, to your point, Dylan even said it the best at um, on our last podcast. If you haven't checked it out, go check out that podcast with Dylan Gilbert. Really good. But he basically said. Um, that it's about the work that you put in when no one else is watching. Yeah. And like that for me is something that um, 
like obviously it's something you kind of have to do on your own it's kind of your own motivation like you have to be willing to put in the hours and kill yourself as hard as you would if someone were watching you because there are people out there who like when someone's watching they're going to turn it on just because they got that motivation there with them maybe they're competitive they want to go harder but at the end of the day it's about what you do when there is no one watching when there is no one there how hard are you going to push yourself by yourself without yeah. anyone telling you and pushing you and and making you do anything that you don't want to do so it that's you know super important yeah and i mean i don't know who even like now i would say is like even similar to those two like kobe and jordan like in what in, in what's, sports right now yeah. that like in any sport okay i like i can't really maybe i'm missing somebody right i but think like, um maybe not maybe not this year i think brady is the one guy. Brady, yeah, okay, yeah, that's, put, that's the guy I'm missing. Yeah. Brady's definitely in that category, yeah, too. Yeah, but... Um, and but, you know what's funny, too, when you hear about Brady's story? It's like, it's a perpetual chip on his shoulder, and it's it's a self, self-imposed self chip. Mm -hmm. That's the other similarity I see between all three of them. Jordan would make up shit. <laughs> yeah, to piss him off. Right? To piss himself off. Oh, yeah. they're, think, like, they're thinking this. He would read every single fucking... <laughs> paper right and I guarantee you Brady's reading a lot of those tweets you know or like instant, like this is what they're saying about me when like no, no one's fucking saying that right and Kobe even admitted doing the same thing um, the, thing, the thing is Kobe did have those chips like when Shaq left you're never gonna win shit without Shaq yeah was... and when he started it was like who the hell is this kid straight out of high school mm -hmm. uh, six man this guy sucks yeah Right, and then he, he'll never win without Shaq. And then he won't win, with, and then he'll he'll never win when when he's after he's injured. And it's like he's always had that chip, or he'll never be as good as Michael. And I think that one too. Even oh, though Kobe and sure. Michael were best friends, yeah, that's always like. And I think that's what's in LeBron. Like <clears throat> when LeBron says, "Like I don't care about it." Oh, about the uh, comparison, yeah, LeBron. Yeah. Like, and Le it's LeBron, not, LeBron cares more, I think, than anybody because I feel like he's even more sensitive of a guy and, than like. And I'm player. not saying he shouldn't. No, yeah. Like if yeah. if you know if you're in that position, Le Michael Jordan is front and center in your head because you're con that's that's your target. Your target's not even necessarily to win a chip the next season. Well, like that, you need to do that to get there. But like your target is not any player in the current league. It's this phantom ghost. Literally. <laughs> Dude, I mean, fucking story from the last dance. George Carl walks by MJ while he's having a dinner and they're playing each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. And George Carl was a good friend of MJ's. Like, he coached him on the uh, Dream Team. Yep, like, yep, yep. like they, they had a relationship. And he just didn't say hi he to him. He didn't say hi to him. That was enough for Jordan to get fucking pissed off and dominate the rest of that series and ended in six games. But I, and the thing is, people, so someone, someone, um, one of my coworkers was like, I, I basically didn't understand how someone could be that way. Like, thought Michael Jordan was basically an asshole. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, no. Like, well, first of all, like, and I, I, I say this, like, very, as humbly as I can say this. I, I get just, I do the same thing. I'm not Michael Jordan, right? But I do the same thing. Yeah. I do the same thing. I will make. I will literally make shit up about what like someone says, not to not to get all fucking sad, but to get motivated. Yeah. 
you know, like it tur- turns me into gear or, or, but stuff like that. Like someone doesn't say hi to me. It, <laughs> I'm mad. Yeah. You know, whether I'm actually, I turn on some gear performance in basketball, that doesn't happen. But like, yeah, it, it like, I understand it. You know, the, the stuff required, like, that's the thing too. When people say like, people go up to rich people, right? And they're like, I want to do that. And I want to make $10 million. And it's like, hold on. You really don't know what you're signing up for. You know, and if it's like, if I told you what you were signing up for, you would really reconsider. Yeah. You know, if you would do, like, you got to work 16 hours a day. Yeah. Like, are you willing to do that? You know? And, and for the shot at making $10 million. That's you know? one That's one thing I'm so weary of now, too. People who will put out the big number before even putting in a day of work in. Like, yeah, I that, think it's crazy. And I, I was a victim of it. When I was 18, I wrote on a, I wrote on a note card that I would have a hundred million dollars when I was 28. And then I saw that Gary Vee video. <laughs> and I was like, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. But even then, even then, right, I thought, oh, I'm gonna write this gold out. And then I, I had, dude, I had no concept. Of, yeah. Like, mind you, at 18, I obviously knew how to flip stuff and like all that, but I had no concept of like the money, the concept of money that I know now, right? Right, right. Those arbitrary like, I'm gonna make X by X are just so dumb. Yeah, they are. Because, because, like, what happens if you don't? Yeah, dude, and... and like, you, what does that do to you? Yeah. Like, dude, you and I have both seen it, too. Like, most people who do end up hitting that goal have either a small thing that they're really interested in and they're slowly starting to work at progressively over time. And they, they get, get very good at it they get, and they're able to sell it. Exactly. Like, yeah. So, like, it's, it's a very slow, steady process and it doesn't start with saying... Maybe it does for some people start with saying, okay, here's my $10 million, but I, I, I never... I personally, from the people that I know who have said that to me, or that I've seen say that, those are the people that normally just have no clue what And I mean, let's just look at sample size, right? Like, you know, uh, comparing, like, comparing to statistics is really pertinent here because it's like, okay, I think it's one in every 480 people are a billionaire, right? Mm. So point oh, 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 something, right? That's great, right? But even like looking at how much people have by age, right? You see these athletes and they have 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars at 28 years old, right? How many athletes at 28 years old get paid or have 50 million dollars at, at a net worth? Very few. We could, could, we, could we argue it's like less than 200? Yeah, probably. Total athletes at 28 years old that have a 50 million, 100 million dollar self-made net worth. It might even be less than that. Right, right. I'm being very, very conservative here. Yeah, yeah. Saying less than 200. Yeah. Less than 200. Now let's count how many 28 year olds there are. Or in that bracket, right? Like Mm -hmm. a ton. A ton. Yeah. Like it, it is so rare. That it is beyond just working really hard. Yeah. Like you are going to work really hard and you're not going to be one of the 50 people that have $50 million at your age. Mm-hmm. Right? 50. Yeah. Probably probably 50. Mm-hmm. Right? Of, of athletes. Yeah. You know, you got to think about things in a progressive manner. Like yeah. you're not a freak athlete or you didn't like Zuckerberg, right? He's mm-hmm. an example. Mm-hmm. He's a, he made a billion dollars by the time he was in his mid-20s. 
right? Just crazy to even say out loud. Dude, he's one guy. Yeah. You know what the last guy who did that was? It was Bill Gates. Yeah. You know, like, like at the end of the day, we're talking once in a generation type people. Even Elon, I don't even think. Elon didn't really make all his money until his 30s, 40s. Yeah. He was in his 40s when Tesla was just popping off. Mm. You know, these things take time. They take a lot of time. And 20 years is a lot of time. I mean, dude, I, I joke with you all the time. I can't even think till 24. I can't either. But, but, but at the end of the day, it's like, uh, that's how long it takes. It takes a full lifetime that we've lived up until now mm -hmm. to build that type of wealth. And if you really think about it, it should. Yeah. It should. To build a fortune. Yeah. An actual fortune. To build a stone castle, right? Not, not a glass house. Because it's easy to build a glass house. Yeah, it is. It's easy to buy shit on credit. It's easy to overextend yourself and for multiple years and just, you know, you can get a few raises, right? And that's, that's nice if you're in this category of overspenders. Mm -hmm. Because then you can just like kind of keep overspending and like keep reaching this new bracket until, until it falls apart. Yeah, right? right. And you can have this glass house by the time you're 28 and drive a Maserati and... You'll be, you'll, you'll be okay. You'll probably won't be that. Not till twenty twenty six at least. You got me. Well, yeah, dude. Uh, crazy. Do you see what's going on in the screen behind us? Michael Jordan is basically announcing Brady right now. Brady's like partnering with the Jordan brand. I don't know what's going on, but I never see Michael Jordan do this type of shit. So I'm sure he's saying something about how he's the goat. I I think they might have just. Well, yeah. I mean, he is. He's back. That's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing Jordan did. Yeah. Nice. Fuck. Well, well, uh, not a good start to the night at all. Uh, but unfortunately, I think we're going to cut this podcast just because the game's about to fucking start. Yeah, the game's start. about to start. You know what? Um, you, got, you got our take of the, of the afternoon games. Um, we'll be back next week. We, we honestly, we, we, were, we were just all over the place this yeah, whole week. Yeah. And, um, in a good way. Yeah. Go away. We just had stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and I think it's good to be it's good to be that busy. Yeah. You know, this week has absolutely flown by. I've had my like just like you have, full calendar, just stocked with stuff between work and life and all that stuff. So Yeah, so um, we, well, Happy birthday, Jack Walter. Happy birthday, Walter. Apologies for missing the party. Um obviously some personal stuff came up, but happiest of birthdays to you. He's a made man. Um and yeah, Shiv, any final thoughts for the podcast before we wrap this thing up? You know, I don't. Uh, have a good week. Have a good week. Have a fucking good week, guys.